You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website, BuiltForTheStage.com, or click the link in the description of this episode, and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. Okay, Barbara Joe. Yeah. First off, I played this game with uh, one of my first guests on the podcast. Let's play the how do you say your last name game. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start though. I'm gonna okay, start. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in <clears throat> you're in the holding room uh, ready to audition. Yes. And the monitor is going through the headshots to yeah. say who's next. <laughs> and they say, Barbara Joe Bednarks. Yeah, something along those lines. Right? Yeah, or they just stop after Barbara Joe, and I'm like, "That's me." Yep, thank you. Barbara. Yeah, you are. You do have it an out there because yeah. your first name is very unique. Yeah, um, that works. There's probably not and any we'll, other Barbara Joes in the room. So definitely not my age, at least. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So you can you can you let us know? Bednarzik. Bednarzik. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Barbara so Joe Bednarzik. Yeah. Just take that C out of there. Exactly. Don't let it That's confuse it. you. That's it. And uh, go from there. <laughs> so Barbara Joe is from Zanesville, Ohio. Uh-huh. We just had our uh, workout session. Yeah. Where Barbara Joe was rocking out to "Welcome to the Jungle." True because story. Because I'm such a brilliant DJ. Yeah. Uh, and trainer, but mostly a DJ. Uh, so she's from Zanesville, Ohio, and we just, you know, the theater world is small, but wow, we made it really small with a couple yeah. of our connections there. Yeah, it got real small real quick. And we're actually the same age. Exact same age. We graduated high school at the same, same time. Same year. And we were doing a little sound check just now, and we were talking about how my, my <laughs> high school mascot was a cardinal. And yep. she was like, you know what, that's kind of normal. My uh, mascot was also a cardinal yeah, right? in, in college. college. Yep. At Otterbein. At Otterbein, yeah. So let's just make it even crazier. We'll we'll spare the other details of For all sure. the other uh, connections that we made, <laughs> just because you guys out there don't care. But uh, not only did we graduate high school at the same time, but I also was accepted into the Otterbein musical <gasps> theater program, and we could have been 
classmates. Want me to blow your mind even further? Yeah. I wasn't accepted into the theater <laughs> program that first year. Okay. That first year. Actually, yeah. I didn't even audition for that first year. And I only went to Otterbein because I got a lot of scholarship to go there. Mm. And then um, my voice teacher happened to be her very first year teaching it um, in the program. And I just happened to get her. And she was like, what kind of music do you like to sing? And I was like, yeah. oh, I love musical theater. And she was like, well, do you want to be in the program? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. She said, okay, let's, let's get you ready to audition. So I auditioned during my actual freshman year and got waitlisted for the program for my sophomore year and found out about a week before I went back for my second year that I got into the program. Oh, wow. A week before. How exciting. It was very exciting. Yeah. It was a little bit stressful, but I guess it kind of like set me up for the rest of like what this career is like. Yeah. So it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Did you keep your original major? Uh, my original major was undeclared uh, with, with a history minor and a music minor. Perfect. So um, I still took like, uh, it was a liberal arts school, so we had yeah. to take lots of other classes anyway. So I still took a lot of history classes, um, majored though in musical theater, minored in dance. Mm -hmm. So it all worked out. All right. Well, yeah. almost the world's almost <gasps> collided. So crazy, man. Now they've collided, though. Yeah. Now, hey, it's all that matters. It was from all the connections. It was just destined. <laughs> Truly, it was destined to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just saw you in My Fair Lady about yes. a week or so yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, at the Lincoln Center, yeah. my favorite yes. place. Wow, you're lucky. Wow, I am lucky. Tell, I'm real lucky. Tell me what it is, how it is to do a show there. Tell me. Um, well, to be perfectly honest, I had never seen a show at Lincoln Center mm -hmm. until I had an audition for My Fair Lady as a replacement and went to see the show before I auditioned for it. Mm -hmm. And I was just taken aback, even sitting in the house. It is such a beautiful space. Um, it's kind of like an oasis in Manhattan of just like art and culture and that makes it really special but the actual theater the Vivian Beaumont is huge it is huge it is the biggest stage I've ever had the pleasure of performing on and to be able to watch the show and then to be a part of it was pretty pretty awesome but it's really nice to be in such a new facility relatively speaking compared to the other Broadway houses here in the city um, yeah it's it's pretty dreamy I'm not yeah. gonna lie my first show I ever saw, and my, my still favorite to this day, was The Light in the Piazza. <gasps> so good. So, so good. So good. So good. So every time I go back, it, it, you know, it brings me back to that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was like 17 <sighs> totally. or something at yeah. the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So good. The Lincoln Center. The Lincoln Center. I was uh, sitting mm -hmm. behind and to the left of a man who was just glowing <laughs> the entire time. I mean, he was... Aww beyond captivated <laughs> uh he was he, he's the he was the child just like yeah. mesmerized Aww. and it was uh it was so true and like genuine it like yeah. it almost was a, sh a second show for me Absolutely. like i was like wait i gotta keep watching yeah the, the, actual, the, show, show. the actual show yeah. but it just was like really heartwarming Aww. looking at this guy and i've seen a lot of theater uh this year and mm -hmm. and last year just with built for the stage and clients mm -hmm. and whatnot my fair lady is definitely mm -hmm. one of my favorites i've seen Good. um it was it was magnificent so congrats on that thank you um it's elegant it is it's well it's it's, it's refined it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's beautiful and this mm -hmm. the story that we tell is pretty timely even though it's very very old tale yeah don't yeah. you love that i do when that happens very yeah. much yeah. very much yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's also like it's raw though it has some grit 
Oh There's yeah. A lot of comedic. Uh, oh man, it's very of, funny. Mm -hmm. and there are moments. Yeah, you need the relief from like the serious story that's going on, yeah. um, and the, the transformation that happens not only on stage but kind of in in sharing the story with the rest of the audience. There's just a full kind of full circle moment that happens by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's real special. Before we jump into it. Yeah. Um, so we went. We did your last name. Yeah. Your first name, Barbara Jo. So yes. where I did end up studying musical theater for a few reasons was Coastal Carolina, which yeah. is in, it's in South Carolina. Yes, it is. Okay, there you go. Beautiful. Very southern name. Barbara very, jo. very southern. Is there some type of like significance behind you being named Barbara Jo? Barbara Jo. Um, I was my first name is after one of my mom's friends when she was younger, um, mm. and my mom has two names. She's Mary Jane. Ah. And my Nana, my mom's mom, was Eleanor Joanne, but she went by Joanne. So it's like the two-name thing was a thing, and a lot of people still call me Barbara Jo. Um, anything but Barb, really. Just yeah. don't call Just me Barb. Just do not do that. Um, <laughs> if you call me Barb, we're not friends anymore. Uh, no, a Barbara Jo, it just it suits me. You have a dog, Murph. Murph, yes. I love dogs. Murph is pretty I'm, great. I'm all about dogs, so I had to yes. bring up Murph. Murph, Murph um, lives in Ohio because he is oh, not a city dog. Yeah. I know, it's very upsetting. He lives in Ohio with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, but when they got him, I was on a break in between show contracts and was home for three months in Ohio because it was like over the holidays and everything. And so I basically grew like had him grow up from like very much puppy stage to like almost a full dog stage mm -hmm. in those three months. And I literally hung out at home with him all day and worked out. Like that's all I was doing. And so he still, you're talking my language. I know it doesn't seem very awful. Out, I yeah. Mean. That's what I did. Um, I would do just dog time and then I would go take Legree classes and then I would come back and do more dog time. And so he's still now when I go home to visit or when I FaceTime or anytime he hears my voice, he like comes bounding into the room. Mm -hmm. And um, when I step out of a car, like in my parents' driveway, he knows who I am immediately and like wants to play. With other people, he's pretty reserved and can behave himself. But with me, it's like, oh, my sibling's back. The playmate's here, like, let's mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. And he's just dream and I get to see him real soon. I'm real excited about that. Cool. Yeah, he's the best. Very nice. He's the best. So yeah. growing up in Ohio, yeah. you, you've been dancing since you were two? Or? A babe. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I started taking dance lessons in my hometown. Um, I saw the Nutcracker. I think it was on TV or VHS recording of it or something. And I convinced my mom that I wanted to be a ballerina because like every two-year-old wants to be a ballerina. Mm -hmm. And so she started me in dance lessons, even though I was too little technically, and, and begged the teacher to let me take. And if I didn't behave in class, then she would pull me out. But I was like so invested and started taking lessons then and then moved to a studio uh, in Westerville, Ohio, about an hour away from my hometown when I was in uh, kindergarten and stayed there until I graduated from high school and then taught there when I was in college. So yeah. It worked out. What What is the dance studio's name? Straub Dance Center in Westerville, Ohio. There you go. Shout out to Yeah. All. Susie and Carol and the whole gang. They're fabulous. Go. Yeah. They came to see me in the show a few weeks ago. Did they? <gasps> yes. And Man, it was they must magical. Yeah, they must it was magical. So that was a real magical night for sure. Cool. For sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, so growing up, mm -hmm. you're dancing. Dancing you're, a lot. You're just enjoying that yeah. not even hobby but probably a passion or a love at that time definite you're passion definitely hang on to it for sure watching yeah. the show yeah the character eliza doolittle yeah it's it's a character that 
young girls or girls in the audience, anyone really, but mm -hmm. young girls, girls in the audience can look up to, can For see sure. her uh, staying within herself as she aspires to better herself at the same time, mm -hmm. but still staying true to who that is. Yeah. Um, did you have any like heroes like that growing up? Like who did you who did you look up to when you were Gosh. when you were growing up? Well, when I was little, when I started the dance studio, uh, when I was five, with Susie was one of my first teachers, and I was I had no friends there, and most of the kids in my class were like coming from the same schools and knew each other, and she came over to me and she said, "Barbara Jo is an awfully big name for such a little girl. Can I call you Barbie Jo?" And I like was like yes you, yes absolutely yeah mm -hmm. and from that moment on for her to like take the time to make me feel so special when I felt like such an outsider at such a young age but doing what I wanted to do and what I love to do um, just her creating that space for me to be who I was and to be welcome felt so wonderful and she's that kind of person for everyone and I mean I just saw her a couple weeks ago and she's still that person and now she has young adult children and it's wild to me but um, I would say she definitely was was one of those people who through thick and thin uh, has stuck to her guns and done what she believed to be right and spoke up for anyone who she believed was being wronged and did so which with such grace and such love mm -hmm. and humility and humanity and I think yeah so she's kind of been that person for me and my mom as well holy cow yeah she's a great lady yeah yeah and talk about you know, sticking to her guns and understanding that, you know, the popular opinion might not be what you should be going along with and that sticking up for your family is so important and prioritizing what really is important to you in life and, and being true to that. Yeah. How, how did your family react when you told them, hey, I'm in my first year at, at Otterbein, I'm still not sure, but I think I'm going to try to do the musical theater program. And become a performer. Yeah. What did they, how was their reaction? I mean, they they knew that's what I love to do. I actually had auditioned at multiple schools going into my freshman year and got in nowhere. I wasn't even waitlisted anywhere. I just got flat out no's from everywhere. And that was crushing to me, for sure, because it's something that I wanted so badly. And I, I thought, like, maybe I just shouldn't go to school. Maybe I should just go to New York. Like, that's maybe what I should do. But... It's like, no, the education route's super important to me. Um, and I had gotten really great scholarships to a couple different schools. And I chose the one that still had a musical theater program, but I knew was still highly competitive and went there anyway. And then was, I auditioned my freshman year and was waitlisted and got in a week before my second year began. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it, it probably still wasn't, uh, once you got in, it probably wasn't butterflies and rainbows, right? Definitely not. So, no, no, no. Not yeah. at all. Not tell, at all. Tell us, um, tell us about some of those, those struggles or um, some of those, yeah. you know, life lessons or journeys yeah, that you took. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was fortunate enough that my school was on the quarter system. So we had three quarters. Yeah, I remember those before like semesters. I think everything switched over to those now. Um, but yeah, so we had like fall quarter, winter and spring. And um, once I got into the theater program, I was cast every quarter in a show. Um, but I was never the lead in any show. I was always in the ensemble and in the dance concert. And I had two 
like actual speaking roles. Once I was Tiger Lily and Peter Pan, and then I was May in The Wild Party, and that was my senior year. And every other time I was just in the ensemble. Just, I say just in the ensemble, and here I'm making a career out of it, so please don't say that in the wrong way. Um, I was only cast in the ensemble. I was never given it's, lead roles. It's different though. You're in your school and, and you're competing against, you know, whatever, 20, yeah. 60 people. Yeah. Whereas here you're on Broadway, you're competing against thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands. And thousands. Yeah. So to be in the ensemble is to be the lead in a sense, meaning sure. like to be sure. cast it just, in a Broadway it felt, show. It felt different in it. It felt like, especially when you're in school and you're getting into your older years of being in college, you kind of expect that to be the case. You're like, oh, right. I've, I've paid my dues exactly. in yeah. college. Yeah. I've paid my college dues and I feel like I am entitled to this thing. Yeah. And truth is you're not entitled to anything. Yeah. And it only caused me to work harder. Um, Something I learned early on in my dance classes was um, a sense of respect and um, discipline. I, I knew to show up early always to any rehearsal. I knew to show up prepared always. And I also knew rehearsal etiquette meant standing there or sitting there and being quiet, but being observant and being invested in the work that was happening and being done because you might be called upon at any moment to participate. Mm -hmm. And even if you weren't in that particular scene, you could still learn from it. And so I took that with me through every rehearsal in college and I just paid attention to everything and I absorbed everything I possibly could because I was there to learn. That's and I learned a lot. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. Um, yeah. Because in the show, yeah, um, you are in a cast with Laura Benanti, who yes. plays Eliza. Eliza. I actually saw her yeah. in The Wedding Singer. Oh, I love she, that music. I love it as well. If you don't know the music, you got to listen oh, to it's, it. It's beyond oh, it's so fun. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so get out of the dumpster. Do you remember that one? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, um, song pop. Right. So good. So it's good. like bubblegum '80s pop. It's, it's so, so good, you guys. So and good. Her friend pulls pulls the lever and the, the water. water. Yeah, like a right flash dance the, moment. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, so she actually good. that character. She actually went up on stage um, during. I think it was towards the end of the act. Uh huh. Did a take out to the audience. The audience was involved. She's cracking up. Then Laura breaks. The audience breaks. Everyone's laughing. It's like life. It's real life. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a true like live theater moment. Totally. So yeah, I saw her back back in the day, and yeah. then she was also Louise and Gypsy. Yes. With Patty Lapone. Yeah. Who you also worked with? I did. Um, and I got to see them in Gypsy oh, as well. So, so good. I, I was I was lucky in both accounts. Yeah. Um, so. On the topic of observing and learning, and what are some of the things that you've learned from uh, those two women that have just made a huge career uh, and name for themselves? You know, what was what was some of those memories or, or current ones going on right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the nice thing about having the like habitual presence of absorbing all things is that like I become this sponge for all of their little anecdotes and. Um, so my head is full of them, but the the best thing is that they they stay true to the text and they know that it's there for a reason and everything you need to find is written for you um, if you're willing to delve into it and really just trust that it's there. Um, also that 
you you have to be prepared. There's no other option. You walk into a rehearsal and you take care of your own self before you get there. The rehearsal is, is to figure out everything with everyone else. Mm -hmm. But if you have personal things that you need to memorize or need to sort out, you do that. And then you come to the table and you work with other people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very collaborative process. And I've definitely seen that through both of them. Um, also, they're very assertive and true to who they are as females, as mothers, as women, and they value the importance of family, and they value the importance of their work as well, but um, I think it's so important to find that balance, and they both really don't preach that, but just have shown me that it's possible. They live and I it. think that's yeah. really important. How yeah. do you find the balance? Oh my gosh, I find the balance with um, spending time by myself. <laughs> I really like to spend time alone. I need that time to decompress, um, especially in the city. You're around people all the time. You cannot walk out on the street and be alone. Like, there is nowhere to be alone except in your own apartment if you live by yourself. It's not Zanesville, Ohio. It's right? not Zanesville, Ohio. <laughs> you don't have cows in your backyard. You can't just, like, scream and have no one hear you. Right. No, that's not the case. Um, I like to cook. And for me, that is something that is very, like, it's, I guess, one of my love languages. Like, it's a very giving thing for me to provide food for other people. My mom's the same way. And I've figured that out in, in recent years. Um, but like making sure that other people are fed like is very calming and fulfilling to me and i live with my boyfriend and like I, since i'm not home typically at dinner time i usually try to make food that can be eaten either at dinner time or when i get home after a show quickly and i also like pack lunches and like i'm just that kind of a nurturing person and that for me is a good balance mm -hmm. i practice yoga which is good for me to like calm down for five minutes because mm -hmm. that's also difficult there's so many people in our cast we have um i think our cast has expanded because we have like vacation swings and all that so we have about 40 people yeah yeah you, you uh that's came out for what's the the big number with uh eliza's dad uh, he's get me to the church on time yes get me to the yes. church on time so it's like the big 11 o'clock number yes the iconic yeah. uh the iconic number, Give Me the Trish on Time. For that sure. I love with uh, Frank Sinatra as well, oh, uh, his course. rendition of it. But of that number happens, and then all of a sudden, you guys come out of the woodwork, and you're like, wow, there's that many of you up so on So many people stage. on stage. Yeah, because yeah. you know, throughout the show, th there's a group here, a group there. Right. And then it kind of, yeah, and at that least for scene... my remembering, it, 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 my memory comes together then where everyone. For sure. That scene also, the reason you see so many people and it feels like, oh wow, the whole stage is super, super full, is because it's only done on the thrust. We aren't utilizing the rest of the space mm -hmm. in that particular moment. So when we utilize the rest of the space, we can spread people out. And there's big pieces of scenery, and you, it doesn't seem like such a crowd. But yeah, if you kind of put us all together, and we do things in unison in that number also, so I think that makes a huge difference. And we look like a little army. There's so many of us. Tell, tell us about what it's like to be in the ensemble of the show. What are some of the requirements? What's your day-to-day? -day? How do you keep the show fresh? Day -day. Just whatever's on your mind about your experience. About the experience. Well, I replaced um, uh, an original cast member who went on to do the prom, which is also yeah. awesome. Um, so I, got to, I had the privilege of seeing the show before I auditioned for it. So I was able to see exactly who, what track I would be replacing. So that means the one 
the ensemble member, we call that our track, is all the different things that we do, that one person does during a show. And so I was able to follow her track and see like, oh, she is this person in this scene. She's a maid in this scene. Oh, she does this, she does that. So I was able to kind of see all of that before I even auditioned, which was awesome. Yeah. Any information you can have before you go into an audition is valuable. And so I went into the audition and um, we did a fairly simple combination, but I knew that at one point this particular character plays a boy. And so in that dance combination, I was able to kind of use the mannerisms that I saw her use. Instead of being a girl, I was more like a boy. Great. And um, so that was, that was beneficial to get into the show, first off. And then now that I'm in the show, I mean, I'm busy the whole time. It's like I have long enough in between scenes on stage to change my clothes, maybe take a sip of water, perhaps check Instagram, mm -hmm. and then run back to the stage. <laughs> um, and so to keep all of that going, like I have a really great relationship with my dresser, Natalie. She's the best. And she makes sure everything is ready for me. She even refills my water, which Aww. is, yeah, I know. It's like the little things. Um, but I also like take care of myself in that I make sure I get a ton of sleep at night. And like for me, a ton of sleep is necessary. We're talking at least nine hours, which for the normal person is like, what? You have nine hours in your day that you can sleep? Now, mind you, life isn't too crazy right now. I'm just, I'm just doing a show all the time. But like auditions and whatnot, I prioritize my sleep. I just do. Um, and to keep the show fresh, oh gosh, there are lots of moments for improv and silliness that occurs. And um, we try to keep it to a minimum, mm -hmm. the silliness. But backstage shenanigans are totally valid. I read about some of those. When, did you? Uh, Norbert, <laughs> did you? Did what did you? you? What did you read? What did you read? Oh, Norbert. I was reading about Dull. Norbert. Yeah, you've, you've worked with some great yeah. people. So. Norbert so Leo Butts, yeah. he uh, liked to, I guess, dance backstage a lot while other numbers were going on. Yeah, so he would dance and sing. Lots of people would sing, like, um, or we come up with different lyrics uh -huh. for some of the songs um, that are a little silly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also in the space, you were talking, like, going way back to the beginning when you said you saw the show and the, the gentleman sitting close to you who was, like, having his own experience and, like, making it a second show for you. What people don't realize is that in our space, we can see a good portion of the audience. Mm. Just the nature of the lighting and being in a thrust space, um, you're all very close to us and we can see you. Mm. So when people are reacting like that, we feed off of that and mm. that really keeps us going. Cool. Um, and like having friends come to the show helps yeah. for sure. You have yeah. a lot that come? Yeah, which is great. I actually have cool. some friends coming this Thursday. Great. Yeah, I would say at least once a week, someone is there that I know. Oh, that's great. That, and that's really that special. Help, that helps, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, yes, we, we are on Broadway, and yes, we're doing what we've always wanted to do, and, and like, I, I can't say that I've ever been happier, and it's still, you still catch yourself going like, okay, let's do this one more time. Let's, let's change our shoes one more time. Let's do this re rehearsal again. Like, let's do another put-in rehearsal. But then yeah. you take a step back, and you're like, what else would you want to be doing? Or what else could you be doing? And then that gives you perspective, and you yeah. jump right back in. Yeah. 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 Besides that, besides that. So like in fitness, you yeah. either say, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, I, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go to the gym. Or you're in the <laughs> midst of it. Like let's say you're, you're in the midst of conditioning. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'll, I'll focus on 
maybe uh, a certain specific technical aspect of the movement I'm doing, mm -hmm. or I'll focus on my breathing, or I'll focus on anything other than what I'm doing yeah. because that'll help me get through it. Yeah. How do you, besides just like reminding yourself, hey, I'm on Broadway and this was my dream, yeah. what other things do you do to practice like getting you through those moments of you know difficulty? Um, I, if I just take a moment and like quiet my mind, if something's stressing me out, um, I also tend to leave a lot of stuff at the door, like at the stage door, as funny as that is. Um, you leave a lot of your difficulties as much as you can on the outside world, but you also have to keep in mind that everyone's human. And I think that I remind myself that the story that I'm, I'm implored with telling is so important and that I find value in the story and I find value in my contribution to it and to the art itself. Um, yeah, if I just kind of sit in silence for a second, that sometimes like helps all the, the little critters calm down for a second. I, cool. yeah, that one, that one really works for me. Cool. Yeah. Um, on about the artist, yeah. you have some nice credits, um, at regional Ooh. houses as well. Sure. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, yeah. maybe it was just, uh, the way it was listed, but maybe yeah. this is true from like 2010. That. To yeah. 2013, yes. it seems like things were happening, and Busy. then it seemed like your credits kind of skipped to 2017. Yeah, what happened in that gap there? Um, so from 2000, let's see. I graduated college. I worked at the Utah Shakespeare Festival for multiple seasons, and kind of worked my way up from being a member of the Green Show to um, lead roles in their shows there, which was amazing. And like. Truly, if anyone is listening who is near Utah, go to the Utah Shakespeare Festival. It is the most miraculous place on this earth. Um, I, I learned a lot there. Um, I was actually talking to some people last night, and it's that was kind of like grad school for me, I guess. It was like how I learned to be a professional, um, just in the opportunities there. And I in between, so I, they only have like a summer and fall season. So in the wintertime, um, I did a non-equity tour one year and then I also worked in Chicago at the Marriott Lincolnshire which was lots of fun and amazing and I love Chicago very very much and then yeah I um, kind of didn't drift away from theater I just wasn't getting jobs um, I would get jobs sporadically I worked in Texas for a little while um, and then because things weren't that great and I auditioned and got a job on a cruise ship and so I was part of an inaugural company um, for a cruise ship, and we went all over the Mediterranean. Um, my contract was nine months. That's a really long time. Yeah, to be out at sea. To huh? be yeah, to, but the Mediterranean's awesome. Yeah, right. So if you get a chance to go there, go. Um, yeah. So that was, but that was like a long time. That was a long time, and it gave me time to grow up a little bit more. And um, the fortunate part of being on that cruise ship was I had my own cabaret which okay. also gave me more opportunities as a performer that I hadn't been having for a little while. You got to choose your own set? Or I what? got to choose my own set. Wow, okay, sweet. And then they orchestrated it for me. Oh, hey. It was insane. Yeah, yeah it's, it was beautiful, and it, it was a really, really great experience mm -hmm. um, in just learning about myself and learning who I am in this world, yeah. this professional world and this actual global world, to see the world outside of the United States for the first time 
was super important. Um, and then when I got back from that is when I got to hang out with Murph, the puppy, for a little while. And then I moved to Chicago. Before you do that. Yeah. Before you go to Chicago. Before I go to Chicago. I know what happens next there. Um, da, da, da. Go, go into it a little bit more because the reason I bring it up yeah. is there, there's definitely inspiration to be had as far as someone telling a story of when they weren't on Broadway, when, yeah. they, when they weren't when getting... They were, when they were a really good babysitter here in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what yeah. You know, what kept you going? Or, are there any memories when you were like... For me, I call them like the fruition moments. Like you're on stage, let's say uh, you were in War Paint and mm -hmm. you're making your debut mm -hmm. or you're in the midst of a great moment in My Fair Lady and it all comes to fruition where you can remember a time maybe in that gap from mm -hmm. 13 to 17, 2013, mm -hmm. 17, where it's like, this is why I did it or, or that moment when I went through this mm -hmm. and had a purpose for going through it. Yeah, I think for me, um, and it's kind of been the story of my life, I guess, personally, professionally, it's like it just, it takes a while for things to happen. And it doesn't... Say that again. It takes a while for things to happen. Everyone needs it. Career, yeah. fitness, life. Everything in life. <laughs> um, and it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. And it doesn't mean that you're making the wrong decisions or that anyone has wronged you. It is no one else's fault. Mm. Like, I think taking responsibility for yourself is maybe one of the most important things you can do, especially as a young performer, as a young person, as a human being. Um, and yeah, I, I have moments now when I'm allowed to sleep for nine hours at night and have the, the good fortune to wake up in the morning and go, I get to do exactly what I love to do today and tomorrow and the next day. And there were times when in those few years that I was just like, okay, I'm here because I know I want to do this thing. And if I keep doing what I'm doing, I think I'm going to get closer to this thing that I want. And I just kept plowing through. And does that mean that I went to an audition every single day or three a day? No. No. There were times when I would wake up and be like, you know what, I really can't today. Whether it was because I was exhausted or overwhelmed or too busy trying to make money to survive. There were those days. And um, now I'm just, yeah, I, I would say it probably happens weekly that I like sit in my dressing room and I'm like, staring at these pictures from years ago that are decorating my station. I'm just like, wow, mm -hmm. you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And like that girl got you to this place. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll get to Chicago. That girl. Yeah. So you said that, that girl. girl. So in that the show, girl. My Fair Lady, yeah. we kind of touched on it. Eliza, she, she keeps... She stays true to herself yes. as she is transforming. Yeah. So she she takes on this huge transformation. And then at the end, it's almost like for a moment she reverts back to like who she was. because almost. she Right. Because yes. she was so just uh, disgusted with how it was seemingly portrayed as to her value to the other two men in, in the show. Yeah. And once they were... On, into an understanding of, of what the truth actually was, mm -hmm. then she she uh, holds true to 
that transformation. But mm -hmm. what was inside never left. No. So you looking at those pictures of yourself from the past yeah. and who you are today, mm -hmm. um, what parts of you from, let's say, Zanesville, Ohio, what parts of you from your past in the Mediterranean yeah. have held on that make you who you are today? Um, I would say the the I have a crazy work ethic um, mm. and uh, I I think for some people it probably is a little overwhelming but for me um, if I'm given an opportunity I will take full advantage of it and I will I will show up prepared and I will ask questions and I will give it everything I've got and that has been a part of me since I was a child I used to think it was so important to be perfect and I confused being perfect with doing my best. And so I've kind of flipped the script on that and realized that doing my best is far more important. Important, perfect is impossible. Perfect is a perception and I feel like it's got such a negative connotation to it nowadays that it is so important to just focus on who I am and showing up and being the best version of myself that I can be in in that time period. Um, gosh, I I think my I've always had a group of people, friends and family who've been so supportive of me the entire time. Whether it was the days in which I was feeling very victorious or the days that I didn't want to get out of bed, I still had fabulous cheerleaders, and I think that is so important. Um, whether they're your family or your chosen family. In no, no matter what you choose to do, especially in this business, it's important to have people who believe in you and who trust you and will remind you of who you are. Mm -hmm. That has not changed for me at all. Mm -hmm. um, the people who celebrate my victories are the same people who buy me ice cream cones when I'm just feeling really crappy. Mm -hmm. um, that's super important. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm just... I've lessened my anxiety, which I think is very important. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy culture we live in to right. carry the, anxiety. Yeah. And there's, there's no need for that. Um, and one of the big, I definitely started reading, um, the author Brene Brown. If y'all don't know who she is, I highly encourage you to, um, especially the book Daring Greatly. And it's, um, it's based off of a Teddy Roosevelt quote about, um, getting in the arena and if you are fighting blood sweat and tears in the arena then you have no time or any desire or any need to listen to the people who are just yelling from the stands if they're not in the arena fighting with you their opinion of you is none of your business and in order to dare greatly you have to try and I think I've always been a person who tries and will try my best and that hasn't changed but my perception of what my best can be versus perfection has definitely changed. Cool. Yeah. So you, you went around, you, you ended up on the ship, and then, the ship. You, then we'll go back to you end up in Chicago. End up in Chicago. And how do the, the, the kind of the stars align to bring you to where you are today? Yeah. Um, I went to a, a dance call at um, for, for War Paint, which was going to be at the Goodman Theater that summer. And it was the first audition I went to when I moved to Chicago. I believe it was January 17th. 
that day just rings true to me. Um, and it was an ECC dance call, which is an equity course call. Um, you just have to be a member of equity, or sometimes they see non-equity after they see the equity. And there were quite a few females there um, for the show, and I walk in the room, and Chris Gatelli, who was choreographing it, was there. He didn't have an assistant. He taught the whole combination. Um, Scott Frankel, who composed the music, was there. And Larry Yearman, who ended up being the music director. Um, they were all there, plus staff from the Goodman. And we did this combination that was wild and crazy. And I loved every moment of it and how he was, uh, how Chris was talking about the whole persona of the Arden girls. And then when they turn into um, the kind of the Revlon models of sorts, uh, which if you haven't seen Warpaint, you can listen to it and read the book. Um, yeah, uh, so we did this, this combination and I, I was like, you know, I did my best. I don't know if that's what they were looking for, but I did my best. And they kept a few of us to sing. And I came in and I sang, and then I left that day and got a call almost immediately from casting saying, hey, they love you. Um, we're going to have to have you come back and, and read all these sides and sing again, and it's going to be in a couple weeks, and it's going to be for the creative team from, from New York. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I got to go in again, and I did the sides and everything, and, and the director, Michael Greif, was there, and... That for me was so overwhelming because I had sides for multiple characters and they were all different ages and one of them even had a British dialect and I was like, what am I doing? This is the first time I've ever had to do this, um, since college at least. And uh, But I felt good about it and I did my research and knew who the women of that time period were and so I just tried to portray that as best I could. And then um, I got a call a few weeks later and they... They said, hey, they really love you, but um, we need you to come to New York because the producer needs to see you. I was like, okay, great. And they are like, well, we don't have all the details yet, but we'll work it out. And I flew into New York and went to Telsey, and David Stone was there, and I got to do the sides and everything for him. And then I flew back to Chicago that night, and it was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I went back out on a ship briefly um, just as a replacement for a short period of time. And... Uh, found out when I was in Bermuda, I think, yeah, that um, I got the job and I was ecstatic, but I also had asked them to have a day off to go to my brother's wedding and they couldn't guarantee it. And so I called my brother in tears and he said, you know, this is so important. He's like, you have to do this. Like, you can FaceTime into my wedding. Like, this is so important for you. And I was just like, okay, all right, I'll do it. And so I did it that summer. Um, we had rehearsals in New York and then we all went back to Chicago, but I got to go to my comfy apartment, which was great. So I was like actually living there and working there. And I was the dance captain in the swing. I never performed when we were in Chicago. And they announced while we were there that it would be moving to Broadway. And I was told then after we closed, they were like, hey, we love you, but we can't guarantee that we're bringing you with us because we have to get the actual cast done before we get the swings. And so... I was like, okay, all right. And then I found out in September that I was going to be on Broadway. And so I packed up my Chicago apartment, went home to be home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then came here and did War Paint. And I uh, debuted Easter of 2017. 
15 was my my Broadway debut. I got to go on, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Last question. Yeah. So you're in Chicago. You go through this long process yeah. uh, for the audition. Totally. And they want you to go to New York to uh, audition for the producers. Yeah. You go to the very well-known uh, Telsey casting agency. How do you uh, go through that whole <laughs> Chicago process? How do you prepare for your audition in New York? How do you get on that plane, get off the plane, walk into the building, into the room, and with all that on the line, how do you perform well enough to your capability to book to do the, it? To book like you did. Well, when I got off the plane, I had told one of my friends that I was coming to town, and he said that he had um, a minute that he could meet me at Starbucks around the corner from Telsey, where it was previously located. And uh, literally, I hugged him for like ten minutes nonstop. His name's Hayden. He's a dear sweetheart, and he was like, "You can do this." I know you can do this. This is so you. Like this, this the roles are you. Like the time period is you. The style is you. They want you. They they do. They do. And I was like, I know. I think I know that. I think I know that. Yeah, yeah. It is me. And like I was so prepared, and I like memorized the sides over and over and over again. And I knew who I was. And I knew at that point in time, if they wanted, if they wanted me bad enough that they wanted me to come here to audition, and then would fly me back home, that obviously. Somebody liked me. Somebody liked me, and if they liked me, then I better better like myself. So I just was like, you know what? I can do this. And even though I was like shaky and nervous, I just was breathing. I was like, I can do this. I can absolutely do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do it with these people. And I walked into the room, and I did it, and I kind of made some people laugh. So that felt kind of good. And like the reader. Couldn't find his pages, and I made oh. a joke about it, and it was great though because it totally you broke got the one, ice. You got one job. You got one job. You got one job, but it, it's an important job. And he, and he found it, but he just couldn't find it. It wasn't in order. But I know I remember making a joke about that, and I kind of made it in character as one of the characters, and people laughed, and I was like, you know what? People laughing is never a bad thing. Right. It's never a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's important to uh, to remember. Ooh. We 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 always tend to forget that when you walk into the room. No matter how grumpy they look, or how exhausted, or how over they are behind the yeah. table, they want you to be good. They want <laughs> you to be good. They want they you want to you be good. To, to walk in desperately. And, and they no, yes. No matter how much it seems like they're not cheering for you, they are. They want you to yeah. knock it out. Um, yes. Because sometimes yes. you have, they have that, to find somebody. They ha and why not you? Why not? Why not? They would love for that, like for all their questions to be answered when you walk in the room. Mm -hmm. So if you present yourself in a way that says like, hey, I'm here, I am perfect for this, and it's just because I'm me and I happen to have this skill set, hire me. Like, that's what we're here to do. There you go. Yeah. That is what we're here to do. Right? Well, Barbara Jo, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure, it truly. Was, it, was, uh, it was great chatting it's with good you. good times, yeah. And yeah, guys, uh, check her out. You can uh, find her on the uh, mentioned platforms in the beginning of the podcast yeah. as well as coming up i'll refresh your memory in just a second so thanks again barbara joe for sure thanks again for tuning in until next time later and that'll do it with barbara joe bernardzik thanks again for tuning in once again you can follow her on instagram at barbara underscore joe 
Or you can Google her, see what she's been up to and what she has going on in the future. Barbara Jo Benardzik, B-E-D-N-A-R-C-Z-U-K. Once again, it's me, Roscoe, signing off here. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate us, follow us on Instagram, at Built for the Stage. Check us out on the website, www.builtforthestage.com. Thanks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.